When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The, the Russian, Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hello, 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 everybody. Hi. Welcome to another episode. Yeah. Anna is very sing-songy today. You can tell when I'm feeling better because of how sing-songy I get, and I just feel like I sound lighter. I told her I wish that we had a camera on because she was dancing right before we pressed start. Yeah, I had some really big sneezes, and then I danced <laughs> them off, and it was a lot of fun. Well, welcome back, everybody. Last week's episode was kind of heavy, and so Alexandra and I decided to take a break from the heavy and just bring you back to some more summer fun. We are yes. definitely going to be looping back to the topics that we talked about last week and the legal things, and we attended a really amazing webinar that we're going to be talking about hopefully sometime in the near future, but it was just really enlightening, and so we will get back to that, but not today. No, not today. No, today we're going to catch you up on what we've been doing in the last week. What have you been doing in the last A week? lot of nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to read. And you're caught up. <laughs> Period. That's it. Episode over. That's like the fastest episode in history. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome. I'm actually trying to read some books. For a book club, we are reading Jewel's autobiography, Never Broken. It's amazing. It's really good. It is so good. And I'm glad you said that, Alexandra, because I am enjoying it as well. Yes, I was just telling my babysitter, she has challenged herself. And I don't remember how many books she said she wanted to read. Maybe her intent is like one a week or something like that. So she spends all her time, usually after she puts Buddy down, she is reading her book on her Kindle, but she gets them all from the library. Mm. And so I was asking her what kind of books she reads and she was giving me some suggestions. I generally get into the personal growth stuff, which we've talked about here on podcast and so I was like, I just need a summer break, like a summer break from that too. So I started reading some chiclet and those I fly through. Devour. Yeah. But Jules book is also, I wouldn't call it chiclet in the sense of no. like the romantic comedies that are beach reads. Is he? But it's really good. I told her about it and I was like, she's a very good writer. She should be. She's a songwriter, but. It is a really easy yeah. story to read and it's interesting, which yeah. makes it a good page turner. And I'm someone where I always catch myself because when people have fame and they are financially well off and it's very clear what their talent is, I tend to kind of create almost this like imposter syndrome for myself in regards to, oh, well, it's Jewel, so things must have just fallen in place really nicely. She knew what her talent was. She was discovered and all this. And then when you get into stories, she's not the only person where you're like, oh, no. Like they talk about Jim Carrey, who was living out of his car and wrote mm -hmm. himself. I think it was like a 
was it a $10 million check that he wrote himself and um, kept it in his wallet until he actually got paid that. And you hear the stories of people being discovered and getting to this point. And some people, it just falls into place and boom, they have that fame. But it's interesting to hear the ups and downs and, and trials and tribulations. And for me, it's not necessarily about that part, but it's the overcoming those obstacles. That's where I tend to really get a lot of those tips and tricks of like, okay, yes, like you have been able to do this. How can I take that information and apply it to my own life? It definitely makes these people human, right? Yeah. And being humanists that we are, I think we like stories where we can identify with the main character and Jewel has definitely done that because in her upbringing alone in the first 50 pages, you're like, oh, I have had similar, not exact experiences as that, but I have had in my life or know people who have just makes them more human. And along the lines of people getting discovered, wasn't Ashton Kutcher like discovered in a grocery store? It could be. I would love to be discovered in a grocery store. I thought you wanted to meet your mate in a grocery well, store. Well, I definitely want that to happen too, but I probably should dress a little better when I go to the grocery store if I want to be discovered or find my mate. Yeah. Well, what do you want to be discovered for? I don't know. Oh. I'm just, someone's going to be like, you have that look that we are looking for for this thing. And I'm just hoping it's really positive and something that I can aspire to. I, I'm like, <laughs> we need someone who looks like a bum in this next movie. And I'm like, I got you because I'm in my jammies today and I didn't put makeup on. I came to your house the other day and I was like, Al, I went to the grocery store and I didn't have makeup on. And it was so weird. And not that I'm like full on face makeup like a Dallas chick, but I definitely <laughs> feel like I need to have mascara on lest I look like she a does. male. You do not look like a male. Someone told me once that I did. I had days where I was crying. I don't, we're going to uh -huh. get into things you should not say to children, but that is one of those things that I don't understand. Like I had a horrendous haircut when I was younger and this little old lady couldn't tell if I was a boy or a girl and it hits you. It's like, I understand she was just trying to gather information, but I feel like, why did it matter? The information like. What is that going to inform for you? No, this but. was just like days after Sean died and I had been crying for days on just end kidding. and I couldn't wear makeup because I was just going to cry it off. And we went out to do something. We actually went out in public and I was already like kind of feeling like I don't care what people think because I have just gone through this really horrific thing, but I wasn't wearing makeup. And then someone who knows us commented how I look like a male. That's horrible. Well, and then I like it took me a few years, but then I went to the store without makeup and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I, I had that like, I just don't care what people think today because I'm in my gym Good shorts. You. Good for you. I went through a whole thing at one point. It's interesting people's ideas and how they latch on. I knew someone who kept talking about how long hair on females is feminine. And so if you have short mm -hmm. hair, that is less feminine. And I was like, that's kind of BS. I don't think that your hair length has anything to do with how effeminate you are. And so I got really annoyed by hearing comments like that, that I chopped my hair off. <laughs> I was like, there you go. Cause I was challenged. It was like me not being in my worth enough. Like I could feel myself kind of being triggered by what this person was mm -hmm. saying. And I was like to prove it to myself. Cause I, I mean, you guys cannot see me, but I am not well endowed in the chest area. And so I, I was like, I'm going to chop off my hair. And I, I mean, it wasn't like a pixie cut or anything, but you know what I say? Wear your hair however you want. 
wear makeup if you want or don't and just do you is what I say. Alexandra and I were having this conversation recently. That's one of the wishes that I have for my middle school kids that I counsel. You know, I so wish that they didn't have to wait to get in their 40s to stop caring what other people think. But I feel like through the decades, we all go through these developmental periods. And unfortunately for many of us, it takes to getting into the 40s to stop caring what people Mm -hmm. think. Funny enough, when I did my semester abroad in Russia, when I was in college, I came back and decided to chop off my hair. I thought that maybe I had the face for it, but I don't. (laughs) And immediately I was like, this is a mistake. And I don't know if it was just that the cut that I got wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. I mean, it definitely wasn't after like I had an idea. I think I even looked through magazines for like short haircuts. And then I went to the salon, got it cut, left there going, I don't think this is what I was hoping for. And then I immediately grew it back out. Well, and that's amazing that you can do that. My (laughs) hair grows at a snail's pace. So one wrong cut, like when you're 12, I think it took a year and a half for it to grow out (laughs) because my hair does not, even my hairstylist will be like, your hair does not grow fast. Like you cannot be as adventurous with your hair if you want to try something and hope it grows out quickly. This is why I get jelly when people are like, I didn't have to shake my legs today. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) it's like a daily part of my routine. It's not just on the top of my head. I got to shave my legs every day. It just has to happen. (laughs) And what I wanted to say before about like someone telling me that I looked like a male, you know, if you want to look like a male, then again, you do you, it's on you. I have no problem with that. It is not my goal to go out there and have people think that I'm a male because I'm a female interested in males. And that's the gender that you associate with. I it think it's most the intent. Is. It's the intent behind when people say it. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with saying a statement in general, but if someone is like what is the point? What is the goal of someone saying that? And it definitely again, wasn't like, "Hey, Anna, you look pretty." It was like the opposite of that. Exactly, I think is what so, was trying to be communicated, and then it made me very self-conscious. My point is, it wasn't very kind. Like this person wasn't trying to lift you up with it; they were just being unkind. Because lately, more what I've been saying is, "It's none of your business." Like, why do you have to comment on if what I look I like right now? Want to take a guy <laughs> home with me tonight? It's none of your business. If he okay, anyway, be freaking on the weekend. That's none my, of your business. All right, well, hold on. I have to give her a moment. Are you good? Well, yeah, I'm just in a singing mood. Too. My, my point in that is just, why do you have to comment on everything? You don't. But let's move on. What, what do you got for us today, Anna? Well, I wanted to spend a little time talking about our sister date we had the other day. Oh, my goodness. You guys, we are a bundle of joy. Let me just say, I do not socialize, first of all, like pre-COVID socialization to now, completely different. Pre-Sean socialization to now, completely different. Because now I'm lucky I get a babysitter. I've, I've talked about her. I get her once a week. And that's for a few hours. And I change what I do. Sometimes I go to yoga. Sometimes I go running. Sometimes I tried once to keep working in the house. That did not go over very well. And I had a feeling it wouldn't. And then I was like, you know what? I had a friend. She's got a small business. Her business was expanding and she was like, please, please, please come to our expansion happy hour. And I was like, okay, okay, yes. And she goes, I'm going to put you down for a plus one. I'm like, where on earth would I find a plus one except for seven, yeah, seven minutes north of my house? That's me. That's me. <laughs> so Anna agreed to go. So we got ourselves like pretty cuted up to did go. Did I wear a dress? She did wear a dress. A I did summer not. Summer maxi? Yes. And yeah. so I will let you take it from there on our 
about our night out, which, which let me just say, my night out started started around happy hour time and ended before Buddy had to go to bed. And, <laughs> you know, this is kind of funny and you had to put it all into perspective because when I was in New York City with the niece a little while ago, you know that happy hour time probably starts around nine. But here, our happy hour time started... I think this event went from five to seven. Yes. And we probably got there close to five and we talked to the people who own the business and it was delightful. And they had this amazing charcuterie board thing set out on a table. It was like a whole charcuterie table. And I hope I'm saying that right because it's fun to say, but there were just meats and cheeses and veggies. And Alexandra's friend knows someone who's like hoping to do this as a business and set up like it's not just like a you know, charcuterie on a plate kind of thing, but it's actually, she sets up like butcher paper on a table and on counters and then displays everything. And it looked so fun. And so there was wine and it was really cute because the labels were them and the wine was labeled for them. And it was just, it was a lot of fun and it was really cute. And we sat down and we talked for a little while while we ate our little tidbits from the charcuterie board and had a glass of wine. And then we were like, okay, I feel like we're done here. Like, I feel like we've seen all that there is to be seen. We can only talk about this business as it applies to us for so long before we're like, now we probably need to go have dinner. Yeah, it's probably about 15 minutes. Maybe 20. Yeah. And, then, and that's nothing against the business. It no. was just like we got dressed up for 20 minutes. We did. <laughs> we went, we saw, we conquered. I was introduced to the business people and hopefully we'll follow up with them and then we can advertise them here when we you know, connect with them a little bit more. There are opportunities. So we were definitely networking in that 20 minutes. Yes. Self-serving as well as serving them and showing up and supporting their event. So then we get in the car and Alexandra's like, well, I feel like that was really short and we spent like 15, 20 minutes there and I have this babysitter until so long and I want to, you know, make it worth her while because she's reading this book, right? This is her time to put the kid down and then read her book. So I want to, you know, grant her that time. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Where should we go? So there's this restaurant that we used to go to all the time that was very close to where I used to live. And um, it used to be like our cheers, if you will. And is several years ago, pre-pandemic, we used to visit this place quite frequently. And then just over time, when and then Alexander got married and I moved and we kind of stopped frequenting this place. But she mentioned it and I was like, awesome. Yes, sounds great. Let's go. Mind you, it's now about... 5.45, 6 o'clock on a Friday night. And mm-hmm. we were like, it's probably going to be busy, but we're just going to show up anyway and see what happens. Maybe there's a spot at the bar for us. So we walk in and sure enough, there are like eight groups waiting for tables, no seats at the bar. And Al and I are like, hmm, what do you want to do? I don't know. We're just kind of standing there. The owners that we knew before happened to be running around. And it was really cool because one of the owners like saw us standing there and waved and recognized us. And I was like, that? felt really cool because we hadn't been in this place and we used to go there together a lot. Mm -hmm. So probably context helped him remember who we were (laughs) (laughs) standing there by the bar. It's like a familiar scene. Anyway, Alexander was like, I don't know if I feel like waiting. I was like, I don't care. I wasn't really going to eat anyway. I had a big lunch that day. So I was like, cool. So she she ordered dinner to go. Mm -hmm. We didn't even get drinks, but she... Oh, yeah. You had an interaction with the bartender. It was a little interesting. Yeah. It is hard when you go to a place. And I told Anna, I don't really have a place in my neighborhood like this. And it it would be harder for me to arrange to go now. But when I lived in downtown Denver, I had a place that I would frequent. And it was just nice to go. People ended up knowing you. 
and it was your neighborhood place. But there's almost all new staff at this restaurant. And so I'm like standing where you normally do to go orders, but completely being ignored by the bartender. So then I'm like, I don't know, where do I go to do this? I walk over to where the servers can pick up the drinks to bring to the table. So I'm standing there and she's still ignoring me. She's pouring drinks right in front of me, still ignoring me. No, hello, no, nothing. And obviously I could have said hello, but I was like, what I, am I in the wrong place? It was just, I was feeling a little weird. And so she's talking to all the people at the bar except me. And then she finally looks up at me and she's like, so, uh, what can I do for you? And I said, I'd just like to put in an order for to go. And she's like, we'll go to the other side of the bar and wait there till I can come talk to you. And I was like, Oh, okay. We're a little prickly, which salty will make me prickly, but okay. Right. <laughs> All right. So I did. I'm going to feed off of your energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I did, I went and waited and waited and waited and waited. Like she just purposely looked like she was putzing around the bar. I don't know. And maybe I was giving off a vibe. And I don't know, but agreed. it felt like she was putzing around the bar, <laughs> avoiding coming and taking my order. It did feel like that because yes, it's a Friday night. The place is not very big. There were two bartenders behind the bar. And so yes, they were busy, but not that busy. And so when Alexandra says it felt like she was just putzing around and taking her time coming over, she really <laughs> looked like she was just putzing around and avoiding Alexandra and taking her time coming over (laughs) yes anyway we got the food so Anna and I started logging like okay our Friday night our Friday night out is starting to look a little interesting so far but we did not know at that point in time how much more interesting it was going to get yeah because (laughs) what do sisters do on a sister date after you've spent 20 minutes at a friend's happy hour 20 minutes at a restaurant are really productive you're not sitting down you're not talking to really anybody but yourselves which is what we do on sister dates anyway but it was buddy's birthday and his birthday party was coming up and we had to go to Schmarget. And I was like, well, before you drop me off, since we're getting like close to the time, you know, you can get back and get to your babysitter. We can go to Schmarget. And Al was like, oh, I might drop you off and then go. And I was like, or since it's only like 630, I can go with you. (laughs) So to Target we went. And you know how there's that people of Walmart Well, our Target, I really like our Target. I feel like it's been remodeled. It's really great. It has a Starbucks in it. Walking through on a Friday night, (laughs) having had like two ounces of wine already, like an hour and a half prior to my being at Target, I was like, I think it'd be really great if Target had a wine bar. I know, right? (laughs) Because that would be really fun. It's like, why can't I have carry something around the store while we're shopping aimlessly? Yeah. Like like, we're just walking around. People watching here is so fun. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> so we we hadn't even parked. We were still in the parking lot and we're driving around. Well, Alexander was driving to get into a parking spot. And I don't know about you, but do you guys like have that space or, or that side of a store or that aisle that you always have to park in? Because I sure do. <laughs> And, and I have come to the dark side because I used to park on one side of the parking lot and Alexander was like, Ooh, I don't park over there. I park over here. And so then when I meet her at the Target or she's driving, we have to park on her side of the parking lot. So now I park on that side as well. That was a long bunny trail. But anyway, so <laughs> she's parking and we see these two young ladies 
probably upper teens, maybe. That's what I would say. Walking into the store and they had ridiculously short shorts. Now, shorts are called shorts because they're short. But (laughs) as they were walking in, like their buns were hanging out. And I was like, oh, my God, Al, like they are going into the store and their buns are hanging out. And then as I am observing this and communicating this to Alexandra as she's trying to find a parking space, I watch one of the ladies dig up and bring her (laughs) underwear out of the butt crack to release the wedgie that had occurred. And I was like, oh my God, she just reached up and released a wedgie. And now she's going to go into this store and touch things. (laughs) Anna, literally, if I would have let her, would have hopped out of the car with her fanny pack and her hand sanitizer and gone up and squirted the girl. That is very funny that you said that because I haven't even worn my fanny pack in a long time and I wasn't that night. But you are so right that I (laughs) wanted to go up and spritz hand sanny all over them. So then we get our stuff that we're getting at at the Target and we get into line and we decided to go into self-checkout. Do you tell this story? Well, and and here's what I'll say. So children cry all the time. All the time. And one of the worst things that can happen when you have a child who's having a complete meltdown, like I'll say, Buddy had a meltdown once at Home Depot and I literally just sat in the middle of an aisle on the floor with him until he was done. And everyone looks at you. And of course, whether or not people are judging you, it just feels like they are. But then people automatically go to like fix it mode. So we finally get everything that we need for Buddy's birthday party. Anna did not have her wine taster throughout the Target, though she wanted to get some of the, what are the ice slurpees? The truly frozen slurpee. Yeah, truly lemonade otter pops. There you go. They're not otter pops, but they're truly lemonade pops in the little plastic sleeves. And I did go back and buy them another day. Oh, good for you. They're in my freezer right now. We'll have to follow up on how those are. I bet they're delicious. So there's this like... I'd say she's probably like two year old who's like in her stroller. Yes. And she is just losing it. And Lost the mom it. is just like waiting in line for self checkout. And of course, like one of the self checkout kiosks is closed. So there's only three. They're full. People are coming with all sorts of stuff. And then we're waiting in line in front of her. And my thing, usually when kids are crying like that, and it's true, I'll usually say, oh man, what you're showing externally is how I feel internally. Mm-hmm. And that's usually true. And the poor thing is just losing it. And the mom's just like, how do I get through this line? And I watched this other woman go up. And you know, when you're about to check out, they have all that crap, basically. Like they have all the little goldfish and gum and chocolate. It's called POS, point of sale. exactly. Merchandise. So they have all that stuff, the eye candy that they're hoping you'll take on your Mm -hmm. way out. And this woman walks over. I thought she was grandma. And I did at first until I watched the whole interaction. She goes over, grabs one of the mini boxes of goldfish, shakes it. And walks over to this two-year-old and hands it to her. I thought she was grandma. And she shakes it at her. And she goes, little fishies. Don't you want some little fishies? And she's like, here you go. They're called goldfish. And she's walking away. And she's like, fish. Can you say fish, goldfish? And the little girl kind of stops crying. And she's shaking the box. This woman disappears into the store. Not grandma. And Anna's like, oh, the grandma. And I was like, oh, no, that wasn't grandma. Like some random lady picked up an item in the store Handed it to someone else's child. Not to the mom. Not to the mom. Didn't ask the mom. And then at this point, I'm like, I have to ignore the rest of the situation. But I'm almost positive the mom ended up buying the goldfish for her child. And I, I would not have. Like, I would have been like, sorry, buddy. Not happening. 
and go ahead and keep crying then. But I was kind of appalled. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand when people want to help or they're like, oh, this might help. But there are so many reasons why you don't walk up to someone else's child and hand them something. Like right? I appreciate when people, people all the time want to give buddy dum-dums or suckers or candy. And I appreciate that they ask because then I can give them an informed decision on that. But then it's like, I'm the one making the decision, not some stranger. Right. What if she's gluten-free? <laughs> could be. There are so many fish. things. It could be allergies. It could be like, what are you teaching the child? Sorry that my kid's crying is making you uncomfortable. So why don't you walk away? Yeah. Like, and, and now I'm going to have you pay for this thing that I just gave your kid. I was all set to let this mom and her crying kid go in front of us. So because we know how uncomfortable it is when your kid is having a meltdown and you just want to get out of the place. So I was all set to let her go in front of me until I saw what I thought was grandma handing the kid a little snack and it did quiet her down. Okay. There was a solution. But yes, when Alexandra told me, no, it was just a random woman who handed the child a snack and then walked away having the mom pay for this thing. It was just such a really weird situation, people of Target, and made me even wish more that I had a wine bar to sit at and <laughs> watch this, have a drink of wine and watch this all go down. Yeah. Um, no. And, and that was my thing. Cause at first then I was like, do you hand the crackers with cash and say, here you go for your kid. But even that, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, take your money and your crackers and shove it. Like yeah, get the F out of my face. <laughs> like again, sorry, my kid having a meltdown is bothering you, Yeah, but let me handle it the way I need to. So weird. It anyway, was, it was so weird. It was just and so, so literally yeah. I took on a home after that and went home and put buddy to bed. Well, <laughs> that was our Friday night out. Woo. Yes. After we watched that all happen, we got into our car and talked about it. And then I was home by seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was to, a fun sister date, though. It was. You just had to make sure that you were, you know, in bed on time. You know, despite the fact that we podcast together, we do see each other often. It's not often that we do dates like that and um, spend that kind of quality time. So it was very nice. Yeah. So <laughs> speaking of Target, do you know what makes me a little depressed? The fact that stores like that have had school supplies out since like mid-June. Oh, it's like school ended and they were understand. like, let's just threaten you with the fact that you're going to have to go back already. So that makes me a little depressed. But then you know what doesn't make me depressed? Vacations. <laughs> That's good. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. And you had some trips lately. Yes. Tell me about them. I took Buddy out of town and I'll say this, Buddy didn't have daycare for a week. And so I just thought maybe I should take him out of town. It's around his birthday. And so here's the whole story. I was going to take him up to a place in the Colorado mountains and they have some fun pools and a little kid area and Buddy loves the water. So I was like, okay, 
let's go do this. This will be really nice. We'll just go out for one night. He usually does very well traveling. I haven't really done road trips with him. He's great on airplanes, but I've always been nervous with road trips. And it's mostly, that's just me projecting my own stuff because I don't do well on road trips. I think we've talked about this, but it's because that's usually our mode of transportation as children for travel. That's how I got to 50 states. <laughs> that is how she got well, to no, 50 Well, no, I got to 48 that way. <laughs> <laughs> we can do simple math. <laughs> the other we two know, I had to fly. <laughs> we know geography. Well, maybe Anna did drive, but it was a little, <laughs> little weird for Anna. <laughs> Those <a> fairies. Fairy. <laughs> the day before I left, I noticed that there had been some flash flooding warnings going on in the area where we were going. And then my car dinged with a service due little message. And I texted Anna and I was like, okay, so I don't know if these are coincidences. I don't know if this is a, we shouldn't be going on this trip. It always brings me back to that whole story about the guy with the flooding and he's like, God's going to save me. And he gets the alarm. And he's like, God's going to save me. And the boat comes and he's like, God's going to save me. And then he dies and he's like, what happened? And God is like, I gave you a boat and an alarm and you didn't listen. So that's where I was like, Anna, do you think that I shouldn't go? And she was like, not exactly. And I said, okay, I'm going to listen to my gut the morning of and see no flash flooding. The canyon was open. Yeah, I said, don't not go because something might happen. Well, sure. But she also, you know, I'm one who's like, okay, if you get those signs or those messages or then heed them. I'd be like, when the car breaks down and you're on the side of the road with a screaming toddler, <laughs> then call me, I'll come get you and you'll know that you shouldn't do this trip. <laughs> when everything blows up in your face, mm-hmm. then call me. Then call me. I'll come get you. So so we make it up to our destination. We have a, a grand old time at the pool. It starts to rain a little bit, but he got to go on his first little roller coaster. It was super sweet. Our room wasn't ready in our hotel. So every time I tried to check in a couple times, couldn't get in there. Just have to be a little flexible. We finally get into the hotel and I'm like, okay, I'm going to shower. I'm going to get ready in my jammies. And Buddy was watching a little show and then it's time for me to read his stories and for him to go night night. All hell breaks loose. Uh oh. And it's not like, oh, he wanted to watch TV. As soon as I was like, it's time for you to go to bed, he starts crying and he starts going, no, we need to get in the car. And Concerning. No bed, we're okay. Now, granted, we were staying at one of the oldest hotels in Colorado. And so at one point I was like, is anyone else here in the room with us, buddy? It's known to be haunted. Teddy Roosevelt used to stay there all the time when he went on his hunting expeditions. It's It's called called the Teddy Bears. Yeah. It's called the Hotel Colorado. Awesome place, but also haunted. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, buddy, is there someone else in the room with us? Nope, just buddy and mama. But he's like, no, we need to get in the car and go. And I'm like, buddy, what's going on? You are fine with travel. We're going to go to the pool in the morning. He, at one point, just tried to leave the room, and he's, like, crying at the door. It's so sad. So sad. And I'm just trying to console him. So I'm, like, singing to him. That's not working. I'm trying to cuddle with him. Not working. He finally smacks me in the face, and I'm like, not cool, dude. Not cool. Right? And he's three. I get it. Like, this is normal behavior. Well, Mm -hmm. it seems to be typical. Mm Mm-hmm. So I tell him, I'm going to let you do your thing over here. I'm going to read. I'm going to turn my back to you and read. And he loses it even more. Planned ignoring. It's a strategy. (laughs) He starts just wailing, kicking, punching, slapping, pinching, anything that he can do. And it's nonstop. Usually he'll like swat and then that's it. But this is like continued. And finally, I just said, you know what? I can't do this all night. And it's not fair to you. You're going to be miserable. So fine. We will just pack up and go home. 
So I pack this up and I'm fuming, fuming. I won't lie. I mean, there's shame and guilt around it, but I was just fuming. I was like, this is so frustrating, but fine. It's 8.30 at night. We will drive the two and a half hours home. That's fine. So I pack up the car, pack up the kid. Within 15 minutes, he is asleep in the car, sleeps the whole way, sleeps in the next morning. We get home like a little bit before midnight. Everything is fine. We sleep. The next day, I get a text from a friend trying to go through where we were staying And she's like, it's a good thing that you guys left because at some point early in the morning, a semi like jackknifed and rolled off the highway, causing a major accident and they had to close the highway. Mm -hmm. It was not reopened until that following evening. And we were planning on heading back down to town like around 11 noon. Wouldn't have been able to. They would have had to reroute and I would have had to go more east like towards Utah and take like a five hour yeah, the rerouting from that place is is not easy, and it usually takes an hour to two hours longer, which just makes for a longer road trip for both of you, which would not have done either of you any good. No, <laughs> and no matter what time, too, there were multiple accidents on that detour route that caused what would be normally, like mm-hmm. Anna said, maybe one to two hours longer to be three to four hours longer. Yikes. So people were expecting that it would just be a five hour trip and it was like seven to eight hours. And all the relaxing you had just done would have been <laughs> completely undone. Ruined. Well, in light of Alexandra's story, we thought it would be great to share some tips and tricks for when you are a single parent traveling with <laughs> a toddler. So if you are a single parent, this would be helpful. Or if you happen to be just traveling alone with a toddler, here are some tips from the internet about things you should consider when you are traveling alone. If you're going on an airplane, one website says, do not board the airplane early. Now, I as an adult get very excited when traveling with a toddler because we get to board early and get our seats, but it actually then means we're sitting on the plane in a very confined space with a very little person who cannot move anywhere they want to for about 45 minutes to an hour. So I kind of agree with this. Like, Even though I selfishly want to get on the plane early and get my stuff situated, don't do it. Not when you're traveling alone with a little human. Include extra clothes as carry-ons for everyone is the good suggestion. Oh, sticky notes are great for automatic flushing toilets. And I've had this experience. I think I talked about it last time with Buddy when having to take him to the bathroom. And he's terrified. And our youngest niece was the same way, terrified of the automatic flushing. He's not as much, but... Well, he's grown up in the last two weeks. (laughs) You just put a sticky note over the sensor so it doesn't automatically flush and think that they're going to get sucked down with it. Pack your own food, invest in a travel potty, check out the local places where you're going for loaner furniture or loaner anything. And I think it's really cool that a lot of places do that. Try not to stress, try to relax. I love this one. Children can feel your stress, so try to relax. Now, I, when traveling with the older niece the other day, we were in the airport and were delayed and there was a lot of stress. I had to have the conversation with her that this is very stressful for all of us and I'm really trying to keep it together on the inside and not show it on the outside. But on the inside, I'm actually falling apart. So I need you to help me keep it together, okay? Because every single adult at this gate right now, which is about 200 of us, we're all freaking out on the inside. So that's a difficult one to do. I do like the not excusing your children's poor behavior when you're traveling. Like, I think that because we're so stressed out that we tend to be like, I'm so sorry for my kid's behavior. Don't do that. You don't owe anything to anybody else. Everybody well, is and their stressed out. Behavior is completely appropriate because they don't have that internal regulation that adults do. Exactly. 
give yourself some extra leeway. Here's another site that says, do travel alone with your kid. It's worth it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Make sure that people at home have copies of your itineraries and extra documents of things. Very helpful tips and tricks for traveling. Take advantage of deals and offerings. Stay safe. (laughs) People, stay safe when you're traveling as a single parent with your toddler or child, no matter how old that child is. And just a few more. Don't forget the medicine at home. (laughs) Thank you, website. Book transportation in advance. Oh, this one says do board early. (laughs) The internet is so confusing. Do it. Don't do it. I don't know. Avoid sugar on the road. Sometimes M&Ms, like, isn't that the way to like help their ears pop? And you know, some people have given their kids M&Ms or something like that to chew on when you're actually taking off and landing, you know, besides sucking on a pacifier or their fingers and Mm -hmm. gum if they're not old enough to do gum. Have you heard that? No. (laughs) Um, do a little training before you leave. Hey buddy, let's practice what it's going to be like to get on the airplane. That's so silly. Invest in a child tracker. I'm just reading this for the first time. Let's just insert some device into your neck or head or arm. They're usually watches or they're like little ankle bands. Okay, good. Because I'm not a fan of the leashes. I'm going to be completely 100% honest. I don't like the backpack leash thing. I've seen it for reasons that make sense especially for kids with disabilities. But yes, for my toddler, it's just not the right choice for me, but I understand the choices. I hear you. I I do. (laughs) I hear you. And I am not shaming anybody who has done it for me personally. I don't like it. Also, this website, I don't think I'm a fan of it because it's like announce in advance you have kids as if you're apologizing for your children's behavior. Anyway, so they're very basic. I don't know. There's lots of tips and tricks. If you're going to be a single person traveling with a child, the internet is full of information for you. So you're not alone. Oh, speaking of, do you have any tips and (laughs) tricks from your experiences? Well, sure. I mean, I've definitely done the board early and I think... When you have to manage multiple things like a stroller or bag, or then you have to get stuff out of your bag for your kid, to me, it's just easier to do that without having to manage other people's laps and their suitcases. And so this way I can pull out the stuff that I need. I can put stuff above that I need to. I can be assured that I'm going to have room above because there's not always room there. And then I can kind of get him settled. I do understand if you end up like on the tarmac for a longer period of time, but I also try and make sure to have as many interactive toys that Mm. I can to kind of go through stuff with. What are yours? What are some of your favorite interactive toys for him? I love busy books. Now the thing with busy books is that there are different ones. And so sometimes you have to manage the smaller pieces, Mm -hmm. but I like being able to flip through those. I love the water wows that you and our mom have gotten buddy. He loves those. He calls it painting. He does Melissa and Doug. Yeah. We'll put links to some of Mm -hmm. this stuff so you guys can see what I've used books. He loves looking at books, especially if we're traveling. I always add, usually he has a little backpack that we'll take to restaurants and stuff that has stuff in it. But if we're traveling, I usually beef that stuff up. Coloring. He loves coloring. Well, right now he loves watching other people color. (laughs) He does. Mm -hmm. I want to color. Nana, let me sit on your lap and you color and I'll watch. And I will say that I am someone and I've gone back and forth. There is research that goes against any sort of screen time for children. But when it comes to travel, Buddy, at least for his younger years, he has been like me where I'll put something on for him and he ends up sleeping on the flight. Mm-hmm. So I will do that and then just have him have him sleep. There are times that he'll like wake up a little bit, but for the most part, for the shorter flights, he does pretty well. 
So that's kind of the different stuff that I like to do. And he loves cars, so I will allow him to have some cars. But there was one that I saw that was like a little lap cover, kind of like a lap desk thing that you could put your... But it has little pockets on the sides where kids can play. I haven't purchased anything like that for him before, but I have thought about it as he gets older. So that way, because the trays aren't really there, but this way he could have something kind of over him on his seat. He's getting to that point where he's going to be in his own seat soon, huh? He already is. Yeah. What? Yeah. After two, he has to be in his own seat. Oh boy. Yeah. So that's kind of that. The stuff that came up for me with this particular trip. So a first travel after Sean died was when we went to Texas. Mm -hmm. And that was like an interesting first trip. Then I had my first flying trip alone with Buddy. And that was around Christmas time. And so that was me managing all of our luggage, everything. But we were visiting friends or family, I should say. So we had like a destination. This was the first time it was just the two of us. And we were staying at a hotel. He stayed at hotels before, but there Mm -hmm. have been other people. So a couple of things that came up. One would be like the check-in. Hotel check-in is usually in the afternoon, late afternoon, and Mm -hmm. that's after nap time. And he still does nap. So he was so close to falling asleep at the pool. He was all bundled up. I mean, it was a perfect scenario until a lady sat down next to us and started having a FaceTime phone call. And she saw him like he was facing her with his eyes starting to close. I will say she did put the volume down, but I was like, oh, come on. Like you can't even put in like earbuds or something or take a walk while you're doing Isn't that just like a nice polite thing to do anyway for all you people (sighs) who FaceTime out loud like (laughs) and you're in public like I don't need to hear your conversation plug some headphones in. Yeah so the nap thing was one and he's at a point where he like some days can go without a nap it does impact him so that was something that I I would say like keep in mind wherever you're going for the ladies and sorry for our male listeners on this one, but I was thinking to myself, like it would be more difficult traveling with him by myself. If I happened to be on my cycle, Mm. we had to like figure out how to sync our bathroom breaks because it would be like, I have to go. And he would say he didn't have to go or I'd try. And then we'd get in the pool and he'd be like, I have to go potty. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we just went. (laughs) And then you're managing like floaties and your shoes. And it's just Things like that that you have to manage. The flexibility, I would say, it was one of the biggest things because, like I said, I tried checking in our hotel a couple times and then just had to fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. So that's how we ended up like taking this gondola ride. That's how he got on his first little roller coaster ride and just being like really patient with him about it. And the other thing I would say too is having to leave stuff unattended, which is something that happens even if I'm out in public with him. Like if we do have to run to the bathroom or something, it's like, what all do I feel that I have to have with me to go do so? And I know some people where a wheelchair was their primary mode of transportation and they would talk about how frustrating it was when able-bodied people would use the ADA bathrooms. But I'm like with a child, trying to fit us into a narrow stall with stuff and then the two of us. So so that was just like a couple of things where I'd have to think about. Like we use the ADA bathroom stalls all the time, but just like, okay, I'm just going to trust that I can leave my stuff here. And like your feeding schedule is off. So I do agree with like having snacks with you, always backup snacks and water. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Extra clothes, extra food extra water. Mm -hmm. Just be extra. This is probably one of the situations where it's okay to be extra. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's probably called for. Oh yeah. I'm taking another trip soon and 
I'm packing Buddy because he's not coming with me, but he's going to stay with some family. And I'm just like, well, here's what I plan for his outfits, but here are the backup outfits Mm -hmm. because you just do. You just do. Yeah. With all the travel I'm doing this summer and you talking about bathrooms, it's made me think about like the different airport bathrooms that I've been to. And I feel like this could be a coffee table book. And I've thought about it before. (laughs) And, And the oldest niece would laugh because I was taking pictures of toilets on the submarine that we went on that we toured around on the aircraft carrier because I was just fascinated with like where do people go to the bathroom on this thing like how do you take care of your basic needs even when we were watching formula one I was like how do they go to the bathroom right I don't know why it's just a thing I think about (laughs) and I'm just curious like when you go in the space station where you go to the bathroom and I know like do people wear diapers how does that work so I've had some answers to these questions but for whatever reason it's something that I'm intrigued by and it was interesting to see like at DIA I think the bathroom situation sucks the stalls suck they're often dirty despite I've seen people cleaning them all the time and I feel like they just can't keep up Mm. with how busy Denver International Airport is I feel bad for them but I feel like they could use a real good makeover the new ones are kind of fancy though because they're doing some renovations at at DIA well I'm excited about that then because having like been to New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco yeah or you know Dallas um, where their stalls are made just bigger because you have all your luggage that you bring with you and all the carry-on situation anymore and so Denver hasn't actually caught up with that right but I appreciate that about the other airports so no one steal my idea stay tuned it's a book idea Alexandra's book is going to be amazing and about this very serious topic and I'm going to bring you pictures <laughs> of Luz you're welcome it's a great balance <laughs> like we said we want to bring some of those serious things of life and then have some levity to go yeah with it. heck yeah Well, any other tips that you have as a single parent traveling with a toddler? No, I do want to say, I think Anna and I have talked about maybe at some point doing a segment around how adults interact with children Mm. because Mm -hmm. obviously like Buddy is super cute. And so adults are like, oh, you're so cute. And they start having conversations. But I feel like sometimes our social graces and our spatial awareness and, and the way that we talk to children is very different than how we'd approach adults sometimes. So I'm hoping that we can uh, bring some of that to you guys sometime. Death. Most death. (laughs) Well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. However, we can't do it today because we're out of time. (laughs) And now we have to do the STW joke of the day. So Sean T, this one is for you. It's more a riddle than a joke. So I hope you're with me on the same page here. Okay. Okay. What has one head, one foot, but four legs? One head, one foot, and four legs. I don't know. It's like those things that are going around on Facebook about two chickens and 18 cows and one person walk into a room and how many legs are on the floor. Ugh. And there's like, they talk about a chair and a chair has legs or a table has legs. It's really interesting. Anyway, what has one head, one <laughs> foot, but four legs? A bed. A bed. A bed. That's fantastic. I think so. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We hope that you will stay tuned again in the future. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe so you know when episodes drop and you get like the first initial news because I'm trying to be better on Twitter. I'm I'm getting there. I like retweeted one of Matt's tweets about us. So thanks. (laughs) Thanks for the tweets. And don't be afraid to retweet what we tweet because I'm not on there very often. Say that five times fast. The tweet, tweet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, y'all, we hope you have a great week. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to the Russian Sisters.com.
Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.